Lionel Makokotlela, founder of Financial Wise, just walked into studio. He's doing vocal warm-ups and everything. Makes me look bad. Makes me look like I don't put in enough effort and energy, but it, it, that's fine. Um, and of course, we're getting into our consumer talk. And today, uh, we're focusing on blacklisting. Brian had a question for you, Lionel. Yes, he he did. asked you why it's called blacklisted. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the simple answer. I really, really don't okay, know what. Okay, that's, that's, that's your homework for next week. Yes. We want an entire research proposal on why it was called uh, blacklisting Certainly. and what we need to do to change it. <laughs> If we are triggered <laughs> by the fact that it's called black, and we should also uh, take other um, uh, areas such as your Black Friday. Yes, yes, yes. Good yes. Friday. Why is it Good Friday? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lano. On to more serious matters. Blacklisting, yes. of course, is a very, very difficult process to have to undergo as a consumer because it, it is exactly what it is. You know, it. it puts a dark mark on your name and says that you are not trustworthy effectively. Certainly. Uh, basically, that's what the term does. I just basically describe um, that you have a record of non-payment or on your outstanding debts. And this could be like your bank loan, your credit card, your store card, and your household bond. But um, what is also uh, shocking uh, pertaining to, uh, to, to people actually getting uh, credit reports is that most South Africans don't necessarily follow up on their, um, on their credit uh, report. Because uh, less than 5%, if you can just imagine, less than 5% uh, of our people don't take advantage of actually going to check uh, to see the credit uh, report once a year, which is free of charge, where you get to see all your accounts. And you can actually monitor whether um, have, uh, have I been paying. If I have been paying and they are indicating that I haven't been paying, what sort of steps can I take to actually uh, rectify any uh, um, mistake that might have actually been captured? But equally important, uh, it is also an opportunity for one to see if there have been any um, identity theft. As we know that uh, in South Africa, identity theft, uh, it's a very serious uh, criminal offense, but it's actually happening. It's on a rise. And people tend to really make loans on... Uh, using other people's uh, details, whilst the very same owners of those details don't know anything about it. They have no knowledge, or let alone knowing that uh, their details are actually being used. So it actually just affords you that opportunity to really make sure that you've got control over your details, but equally important, control over what is actually happening within uh, your, uh, uh, your account, and also just to keep track of everything that's going on. Often when people are blacklisted, the key thing is, a key question that is asked is, how do I get myself out of the situation I'm in? And you'll see sometimes different companies offering different solutions. Are you blacklisted? You know, we can help you. Yes. But, but what is the actual process that one can follow? Not the scrupulous processes and people making promises that they actually can't keep. Okay. The first step is simply this. Um, if a credit provider wants to blacklist you, they need to follow a certain process that is actually regulated by National Credit Regulator. So they have to give you 10, 20 working days uh, to actually inform you, and then you need to basically submit uh, any response to then the proposal of you being blacklisted. Once your debt um, has been paid, 
you've got seven to 20 working days to actually remove your name from being blacklisted. Then uh, if there's an error uh, in terms of what they've actually captured on the system versus what you have been paying on a monthly basis, you can actually uh, uh, contact the credit provider as well as the credit bureau that has actually indicated that you are actually owing and just to make a correction of the mistakes that they've actually made. But most of the listeners uh, have actually been experiencing a, a challenge when it comes to rectification or removal of their names when it has been incorrectly captured. The advice, the, the advice that I would actually give them is that they can actually contact a credit ombuds, national credit regulator, the credit provider, as well as the credit bureau. Copy those uh, four uh, service providers or institutions into uh, in, in your email box and write to them in terms of what is it that uh, they've done uh, that is incorrect or irregular and make it a point that you constantly follow up because this uh, that will be your portfolio of evidence that you would actually need if then you were to take the matter for, uh, further. How often do you find that people are blacklisted without their knowledge, without any forewarning? of the fact that this is now where the stage of the process is? It's very often. Um, like, I would say out of 10, seven, seven people would actually be coming uh, forward to say that they, they've actually been blacklisted without their knowledge. But equally important, what we are now finding in the practice is that there are debt uh, collectors who are actually not even registered, who don't follow the process, who threaten people and uh, do uh, some dubious uh, activities to really try and find uh, money in the most easiest way possible by saying that we are going to blacklist you. Even credit uh, debt collectors themselves, they need to be uh, registered. So if you go onto the website of National Credit Regulator, you would actually need to uh, check and see if then they are registered. And before they actually, the debt, um, the debt collector comes on board to threaten you, they need to actually inform you that they've actually uh, been given your account by so-and-so credit uh, provider. And the letter must stipulate that they are a registered uh, debt collector. And then verify if then the debt uh, collector is actually registered on the uh, National Credit Regulator uh, database. Once you have actually gotten all that information, what you therefore need to do is to now Go through your records to see if what they are simply saying that you owe versus what you have actually been paying thus far actually corresponds. This is basically the process we would call a reconciliation of accounts, where you then now try to marry what they give given you versus what you actually have been uh uh, having on your side in terms of your statements. And if you, there are any um, uh, differences uh, based on the two accounts, you need to flag those and then speak to the credit provider as well as the uh, credit uh, bureau uh, that has actually got your details incorrectly to rectify that mistake that has actually been uh, done or uh, done in this regard mm -hmm. and try to really make it a point that you follow it up. Um, I want you to touch on something you've said, which which I think is important, verifying the details of the debt collector. Um, I think that's something that often people can overlook. And in the age of the high levels of fraud that we have in this country, it's certainly something that we should all be doing. Everybody should actually be doing that. But equally important is that... Uh, 
our listeners must make it a point that if they are going to be changing their contact details or a place of address, please make sure that you also inform your creditors so that they actually have the um, the, the correct information. And then that would actually uh, simplify the whole communication between yourself and them. But uh, what you've actually highlighted is something that we are actually seeing in practice every single day where people uh, try to take advantage of the system that is being regulated by National Credit Regulator to really make uh, money for themselves by actually acting as debt uh, collectors whilst they're actually not even registered. But even if they are registered, there are certain uh, procedures that they ought to follow, which is then to communicate with you by introducing themselves and actually outlining what uh, their job uh, is going to be actually entailing. You've got 20 days once that has actually um, uh, been communicated to you to actually uh, now uh, follow up within the credit provider as well as the debt collector to try and really verify and uh, correct any mistakes that might actually be brought to the table. I've got uh, a question here. It says, hi, Kathy. If you have a judgment on your name after five years, it gets removed from your credit report. Is the lender still allowed to collect the debt or has um, has it prescribed? prescribed? Yeah. Okay. Um, it should have, uh, if it's after five years, it should be uh, prescribed. But what most uh, uh, creditors tend to do in that regard is that they would actually sell their bad debt book to a third party. Mm. And in this case, the third party would actually become the owner of the bad debt and they would actually try to uh, collect the the, uh, the outstanding amount. What they then do to reactivate, because remember, it's five years. If then after four, uh, in four years, then they come back to you and say, do you know of this debt? Then you say, yes, I do know of it that automatically cancels the whole four, three years. So therefore, it now becomes a new debt. Oh, no. Yes. So that's, you always need to be mindful of that. So you must always say, no, I'm not mindful of this debt. <laughs> no, be honest. <laughs> no, you've got to be honest. I, 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 I feel like, you know, these sessions are, are exposing the fact that I might have some crooked <laughs> tendencies. <laughs> no, you need la- to be la- Last week it was with the credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, but I, I mean, um, mm. at the end of the day, remember they have actually invested money, so their whole idea is simply trying to recover as much as possible. I, I actually have a, a, um, a question on, on, on this very same issue, right? Yes. Um, I just want to go, f- uh, let me tr- see if I can find it. There you go. It says, Hi, Kathy, do you know that when companies write off loans, staff there hand over your account to their accomplice crooked lawyers to further claim money uh, from a debtor and this is then shared between them it's despite the debt being written off and that's a message from frank in maritzburg and it's very much in line with what you're saying now certainly um that's basically the lawyer would act as a debt collector but if then they are a debt collector they need to be registered on the national credit regulator database Mm. so you need to verify that so if they're not registered, can you then say, I refuse to give any money to you because I'm not finding your details um, on the official website? Certainly. Certainly. You shouldn't actually be engaging with them because you don't know whether they are legit or not. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you need to protect yourself before you actually embark on any unknown journey. Do it with people that you know. Either 
communicate with the credit provider in this regard. If you are un actually unable to pay uh, the agreed amount, try to negotiate uh, the uh, amount that would actually be favorable with your monthly obligations. But then uh, equally important, if you feel that you are over indebted, then try to get a debt counselor to actually try and restructure a new financial model for yourself mm. going forward so that you can uh, you can actually be able to pay all your debts. Here's another message. Hi, Kathy. Uh, can you be blacklisted for not paying gym membership? Um, gym membership, those would be regarded as a contract, but I, I will just need to check because I know that they... They shouldn't, but they actually are threatening people to say that they are going to be blacklisting them. For not honoring their contracts? Yes. But shouldn't... Because uh, remember, with uh, the gym contract is that if you are not using the service, why would you need to be paying? Yeah. So yes. at the end of the day, that automatically should cancel. Mm. And mm. then if then there's any outstanding, let's say a month that is actually outstanding, you can pay for the outstanding month. But then it goes back to our last week's topic, which is then the termination of a contract. So if then there's going to be a termination of a contract, the gym uh, has actually got a right to actually ask you to pay cancellation fee. Oh, which is fair enough. Which is yeah. fair enough. But yeah. then remember, for it to be fair, it's going to be a question of how much is it going to be versus mm. how many months were actually outstanding. Mm. So let's say you are left with 24 months of the contract that you actually had agreed on. And now they are simply saying that out of the 24 months, let's say roughly speaking, the gym uh, membership would be 300. Then they want 150 for every month that is actually outstanding. Oh, no. No, that is a ripoff. You see? Then it becomes now, it's no longer so reasonable. No, it's it's not <laughs> it's at all. No, reasonability, it's relative. Because at the end of the day, yeah. if you feel that it's just too much, that's why you actually need to now go to consumer goods and service ombuds and say, this uh, uh, agreement, uh, this cancellation that I have with the credit provider, it's mm. actually not meeting each other halfway. Can you please intervene just so that we can actually meet each other halfway? All right. Yes. Okay, let me take a WhatsApp voice note for you, Lionel, quickly before we have to uh, wrap up our conversation. Good morning, SAFM. Uh, okay, I just listening to you guys you're talking there. Uh, what's happening if uh maybe you lose your details or your id documents then all of a sudden you receive a call to say or messages to say um you owing you must go and pay but then all of a sudden you are the one who gonna be blacklisted whilst you didn't even open account with the guys Okay, this is basically uh, the issue that we're talking about, about uh, a th uh, identity theft. So what you then for need to do is to go to the police station, open a case uh, that you have actually lost your, uh, your ID. Then with that case number, you actually... Uh, inform then the credit uh, the the credit provider in this regard, be it a a, a store or a cell phone store, the bank or whoever, and tell them that uh, you did not actually open uh, this account, and as a result, uh, you cannot be liable for something that is not uh, in your doing. But uh, you need to make it a point that you also furnish them with a case number, just uh, so that they can actually liaise with the police, uh, South African police uh, station, to actually further their own investigation in this regard, because there are some people who have actually been 
been found to be uh, conducting fraudulent activities where they actually hire a third party mm -hmm. to act as, as if they actually stole their identity whilst they are actually benefiting. So at the end of the day, they would actually need to uh, investigate that whole process. All right, Lionel, that's where we're going to leave it for today. Lionel Makokotlela, founder of Financial Wise Corner. Give us quickly your head, your your, your email details, Lionel. It's uh, fwcegavas uh, at gmail.com. Uh, fwcegavas at gmail.com.